Welcome to the Final Hour Podcast, coming to you from the original Living Word Christian Center out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We have a special guest with us today. My name is Jim Hammond, and this is Guy Leibovitz from Israel, good friend of mine for 16, 17 years. Um, as you can see, and I'll expound on this next week, the others are not here today, right? We have Jerry producing. Hello. So, but the others are not here today, and I will expand on that email next week. We got an we got an email about the others, Jerry. No offense. Ominous. <laughs> so we'll leave you in suspense about the others. Um, Guy Leibovitz, I have known for sixteen, seventeen years. Um, I'll get into, it's one of the most amazing people I know. We'll get into that. I just, I just have to ask Guy, Guy, you, Guy, you traveled yesterday um, from Israel, 11-hour flight into New Jersey, from New Jersey to Minneapolis, flew into Minneapolis, did the Living Word uh, Wednesday night service, the, incredible, incredible response 1200 people watching online 500 people were there which is very high for our Wednesday night um attendance and um um I have to ask guy was it was it hard basically flying 11 hours on a flight New Jersey changing planes through customs flying into Minneapolis getting off the plane in essence coming and standing in front of 500 people and speaking for an hour. Did you find your mind scrambled at all? A little bit. Okay. A little bit, but, um, you know, like, maybe my body was a bit tired, but in Seoul, I knew that I'm, I'm in a mission to represent my country and my people, and I was so into that where I gained energy uh, out of this uh, kind of uh, mission to represent for what I wanted to bring to you. Well, you did certainly did a good job of that. I mean, Living Word doesn't give many standing ovations, and he got one last night. So you know they will tell you, they will tell you when it's when it's excellent. Um, I was thinking about the jet lag as I was watching Guy, and I realized, you know, as I'm watching, I'm like, wow, he's who knows what he's been up since he's he's probably been up 36 hours. There's something about just being on a plane that long, and um, and so. I remember uh, flying 22 hours to Indonesia through Japan, and I had a team of uh, 12 people. We get into Japan, fly to Singapore, get out of Singapore, jump on a boat, travel on a boat for an hour to this little island in Indonesia, get on a van, go straight to a church. It was a church in Indonesia that particular church, I'll never forget. It was a church of prostitutes. It was in a red light district. So all the prostitutes, you know, G Jesus, he, he will, he will take care of prostitutes. All right. <laughs> and these prostitutes would come to church and I'll never forget. It was around Easter and I had to get off. The, I had to do what you did, do all that. And I had to do a sermon for like 15 prostitutes. And I had a team of like maybe 12 people. So I'm looking at it, and it was Easter. You know what they, I don't know if you've ever seen this guy, but they all came up with a little pin, and there was a cross at the front. 
and they'd put the pin in the cross, and when they did that, blood would drip down the cross. And then each person in the congregation would come up, put a pin, the cross would bleed, right? It was almost looked like magic. And I just thought, wow, we should try that at Living Word, right? But, okay, all that to say, my mind is scrambled. I'm up there trying to speak. I really don't even know what I'm saying. You know, I'm just kind of going through the motions up there trying to speak. And every single person on the team, I look out into the crowd, and it's like this. I mean, they could not keep themselves from not, you know, or they're doing this. And so I understand all that to say, so, so, you know, we have to have our seven minutes of messing around here, right? This is what people want. We have to, yeah. Yeah, so we messed, we've messed around, messed around for five here before we get serious, um, but listen, Guy, he, he never talks about this, but he was um, in the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, and he was in a um, a unit um, called the, now, it back then it was called something different, but now it'd be called the Diamond Unit. And you can look that up online. It, it really is amazing. Um, it's a special operations unit. If you just look it up online, it will tell you, most of the things that they do, no one ever knows about, right? So, like, uh, obviously, like our American uh, SEALs, the Navy SEALs, uh, some cases uh, um, the Green Berets or Delta Force, um, they deal a lot with, they have a lot of demolition knowledge um, and, uh, you know, a lot of guerrilla will, will, uh, warfare terrorism, counterterrorism type stuff. It's, it's in a one, one, one year, four months of training just, just to, to, to start working for the diamond unit. The diamond unit was the first unit. Those units were the first units, um, into Gaza. All right. And, and probably did a lot of the, the tunnel fighting. So he, he would never tell you, you know, this was late nineties, early two thousands. He served at for you were a reservist for ten years after that, also, right? Yeah, a little bit more than that. Yeah. Okay, and so, um, but he never talks about that. He runs a tour company um, in Israel called Aliyah, and I will tell you, don't write in. Let us contact you. If you write in, we're not going to answer you until we get the information. But there's going to be a twenty twenty four final hour podcast tour. From October 7th through October 16th, probably those dates, right? And we're going to finalize that. And, um, you know, it, it's, I'm excited. It's his tour company. It's a, it's a, not, can I say it's a nonprofit tour company? You're not going to find a cheaper tour because of the fact that they're a nonprofit. And, you know, they're not in it uh, so much. It, you know, to, to, to make millions of dollars, right? They're in it to bring people Their Their, their vision is to get as many people into the nation of Israel as they can. They would like to see it. You, do you want to expound on that at all? Yeah. Um, I'm a tour guide, yes. you know, and I'm taking people through the land and I see what's the impact, what's the effect 
other those people walking with the Bible in one hand uh, in the land of Israel, and they're coming back. Uh, I wouldn't say different people, but they're coming back with much more knowledge. Um, I think that uh, if you walk with the Bible and you want to build relationship with God, you want to learn uh, more about uh, um, the qualities of, of different people that God's, God used in the land and to get to know God in a better way. And, and one of the ways to do it is to be in the land. Now, with people having problems to come to the land, um, they won't get to, to this level of intimacy w- with God because they won't know a lot of the, the other aspects um, of God. And therefore, we decided to find a way how to bring more people to the land. And, and I think that the key is to make it much cheaper for people to come. And then more people can come. So this is our goal, to bring as more people as we can. Second of all, I think that it's also really important to see with your own eyes what God did to the nation of Israel. Because Israel, it's a fulfillment of prophecy, but it's also a miracle. And the only way to surround yourself with so many of his people, the people of Israel, is to be in the land and speak with those people. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Yes, and you know, I, I'm I'm kind of reverting back to other podcasts. Um, you know, people that 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 want to talk about Israel. It, it, you know, like for instance, I, I had an ignorant, numerous ignorant conservative Christians. Some right in, a couple out in the lobby um, of the church. You know, tell me, right? Well. Those uh, Hamas terrorists, Palestinians, you know, they they did all those terrible things because the oppression of the Israelis over so many years warped their minds to where it made them those type of violent people. And and you know what I you know what I thought? I just said, you know, you've never been there. If you go there. And really look, you'll see. No one's oppressed. No one's oppressed over there. So, the, so it's, 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 it's a it's a it's an episode we did called "Ignorant Conservative Christians," right? That that you've never been there. So you know what? If you've never been there, then you should just keep your mouth shut. All right. Honestly, sorry. I'm getting I'm getting worked up. I'm. I am mad when I think about that. People that want to comment because they've got a Palestinian friend that grew up in L.A., right? That, you know, it just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm venting a little. But this is what we face here. This is what we hear here. Yeah, it's right? absolutely, you're absolutely right. And it's so funny because um, at the beginning of the war, they did a survey in Israel. And as you know, Pastor Jim, there is... Two million, two million Israeli Muslim Muslims that, that are Israeli citizens, and they wanted to see what's the level of support in the Israeli army in the war, and, and for the first time in history, over seventy percent of the Muslims that lived living in Israel supported the IDF, even the Muslims. And now I'm kind of looking outside of the country, seeing what, what what's taking place in America. And those people have no clue. And, and you know what? Um, after the service yesterday, uh, I spoke with some people. 
And those people came to me and said to me, so how can we change it? How can we influence those people, making them understand? And I answered, um, you know what? There is nothing to do with those people because those people are demonstrating, been divided into two groups, the leaders, which know the truth, but they're very anti-Semitic. Maybe they're radical Muslims. They're coming against God and against Israel. And the other group are those that following those people. And the fact that those people following those people tells me that those are good people. Because in their mind, we're trying to do something good. We're trying to liberate the, the Palestinians. But what they don't know is that they were so influenced, they were so possessed with, with, with um, evil spirit and wrong information, where today they're like robots, that someone operates from distance. It's like a rem remote con control that someone controls you. And, and those people are so possessed that, that um, I'm not sure what's going to save them, but they have no clue what's going on on ground. And, and, and you said the only way for them to really understand what happens is to be in the land and see it with their own eyes. I mean, go over there, otherwise shut your mouth. Exactly. You know, because that's deception. And, and, I, and I'll tell you what, i tell you what, you know what you invite? When you, when you give yourself over to that spirit of deception that you talked about last night, more deception comes in. Absolutely. More demons are coming your way. And, you know, you'll figure that out over time, right? Especially... If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, right? And you're not you're not a flaming woke liberal lefty, right? You call yourself a conservative, right? But but you've got a Palestinian friend, right? And so and so you, you're opening yourself up to deception and you really just need to go on the twenty twenty four final hour podcast tour. October 7th through the 16th, so you can really see how oppressed they really are. Think about this. Two million Muslims that go to church, worship in mosques. You drive by their houses. There's no fences. They, you, We'll show you their houses. They're very, uh, you can tell the difference between the Jewish houses and the, the Arab houses and all these Arab houses Huge. It would be equivalent to a Maple Grove house worth $800,000. And they're living in these houses, and they're working in Israel, and they have their families there, and they go to their mosque, and they worship, and there's no oppression. And there's 2 million of them. And right after October 7th, they polled these 2 million Arabs, right, that your crooked, woke media will never tell you about. And 1.7 million of them said, we support the Israeli Defense Forces because they live there. They live there. They know the truth. They know the Palestinians have not been oppressed by anyone but Hamas. They know that. More, more than that, um there is a lot of Christians living in Israel, Israeli Christians and uh, Palestinian Christians. And some of them are good friends of mine. And we're trying to help them as much as we can because it's, it's terrible in Bethlehem right now. Um, you know, there is no jobs and, and, and they're pretty oppressed. And the Christians telling me, guy, you guys need to do something. Explain it to the people. Like when they demonstrating against Israel, they demonstrating against us. 
Palestinian Christians. They don't name. They don't want to identify themselves anymore as Palestinians, but they are Palestinian Christians. Yeah, and, and they're saying that people don't understand. And um, if the Hamas, if Israel want to fit Hamas right now, that's what a very good friend of mine told me. Like his name is. You, you met him in Israel. I'm not uh-huh. sure if you remember from from the store. Um, actually, maybe we're not supposed to say his name, but whatever. And he said to me, like, uh, if Israel want to defend, defend, um, defeat the Hamas right now, this is the end of the Christians and the Jews in the Holy Land. Simply as that. And people need to understand it. It's them or us. They know it and we know it. So um, don't think that you're making a favor to no one if, if you go... And demonstrate for those people, because when you go and demonstrate against those for those people, you're demonstrating against Israel. And when you're demonstrating against Israel, you guys demonstrating against this book, because the book is very, very clear. And when Elijah stood on Mount Carmel, he said to the people, for how long are you going to flatter between two opinions? If God is God, follow him. And God was very, very clear. And if you go against God, you're supporting Bell. And if you want to support Bell, that's your problem. But don't tell me that you're a Christian or a Jew. And what happened to those 400 prophets of, of Baal at the end of that day that Guy is referring to? They lost their heads. Yep. Okay, because they, they supported the wrong side there, right? And so... Um, and they were convinced that they supported the right side. Yes, yes. And that's how dangerous it is. You guys need to wake up. There is only one way, and that's the Bible. There is no in-between. There is no two opinions. It's only one. If you're truly a follower of God and a believer, the Bible commands you to support Israel. Simply as that. Sometimes stuff make no sense. That's, that's your problem. That's my problem. But God is very, very clear. And we have done three months of podcasts of nothing but this. Everything from Ishmael to, you know, Abraham, all that on why, why? Why the why it's the Jewish Jews land, even so much more should be the Jews land. We've explained it to you, you know, and and so. But real quick before we go farther, there is his his guy, his tour company called Aliyah, right? Um, A L I Y A H, correct? Aliyah, all right, and that's the company that we are using. Um, they there is a link. On the podcast website, if you would like to support Israel through this, because they do so much more. Aliyah does so much more than just tours to support Israel. We're talking about displaced Israeli citizens. There are 60,000 of them in the north. There, the, the day of the October 7th invasion, they fled their homes, a lot of them in their underwear. No wallet, no keys, no money. No food. You were handing out. You were handing out um, your debit card to Israelis yep. that had lost everything and could not go back. Right for some time. Correct. You're right. What happened is they didn't had their ID with them even. So if if you have no ID with you, if you have no card to prove your identification, you, you cannot get money out of the bank. You cannot buy food. You cannot get clothing. And and they they were under the mercy of, of good people. But everyone wanted to come and help. It, it was amazing times. So it wasn't just 1,400 uh, uh, savagely um, 
um, children, you know, people burned alive, uh, sexual organs cut out, babies, yep. babies cut out of pregnant women. We could go on and on on hundreds of rapes, it, all that. But but what what we never hear about is the Jews that had to get out of there, right? That got away and could not go back, right? And and lost. But but what this what Aaliyah does is is it, all you did was was you handed out food for probably two or three weeks, did you not? Meals uh, more than that. Um, we began with um, I think three or four hundred meals, and when I'm saying meals, we went to a really good restaurant in Tel Aviv. Actually, Pastor Jim, that the biggest challenge at the beginning was to make this non-kosher place kosher. So I, I'm not sure what's harder to do to uh, defeat the Hamas. Or to make a restaurant in Tel Aviv kosher, you know? okay. <laughs> but in the end we made it kosher, and we came up to sixteen hundred meals a day, but really quality like chef meals, and we provided the meals to people with special needs, and also two hundred and thirty three Holocaust survivors daily, and those people couldn't go out and buy their own food because they were too afraid not to make it back to shelter in case of um, rocket attack, so they were. Sitting in their shelters nonstop. Hiding. Hiding. Because the rockets were still flying. All the time. They're still flying. Okay. They're not, it's not that it's just, they, they had the attack, 1,400 people died and everyone went back to normal. They were still shooting. They're still shooting rockets. They're still facing rockets. And, you know, a lot of what Aaliyah does even now is they support the soldiers in many different ways. And so if you would like to 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 give to this, there is a link on the podcast website www. all one word, okay? No spaces, the final hour podcast.com. You go you get on the final hour podcast website and there is a a link, a support Israel link that you can hit that you can give to Aliyah where you know this is going straight to the soldiers. This is going straight to Israelis, citizens in need that have had to leave where they live. Yep. Um, I'll tell you, uh, one of the <clears throat> um, first decisions that the board of Aliyah took was to designate the money to Israel from the, the general fund because uh, we wanted to make sure that there is no operational costs and 100% of the money goes to Israel uh, we combined with other nonprofits in Israel, but we didn't give them money directly. We just said to them, you guys tell us, what do you need? We'll talk with the people and we're going to provide it straight to the people because we want to make our supporters wants to support people, not salaries of other companies. And so that's what we did. But um, as the war progressed, uh, I noticed that um, people are already used to getting food. And it's very convenient for them to get food from us. And I felt this is the time to to stop providing food and, and help them stand on their legs. Because uh, at one point, uh, rocket didn't flew anymore and people could go out, but they still expected food. So we stopped it and then we, we were looking to do other projects. And what I noticed is, and I shared it with you before, Pastor, uh, that um, cities and towns and kibbutzim around Gaza, which had a very organized SWAT team uh, that reacted very quickly, saved their community, simply as that. Uh, people with weapons that, that 
came together and fought the terrorists. Uh, very few people dying in their community. And I said to myself, wow, this is a lesson for us. Because in case of an attack, and we will have maybe in the future another attack, maybe something similar in the north or other places, yes. um, we need to be prepared. Um, and if we'll be prepared, you know, we'll defeat the enemy very quickly. And therefore, we decided to do a project called 144. Why 144? Because according to the book of Revelation, you know, in, in the end of the days, Revelation 7, 144,000 Jews from the tribes of Israel will survive. And we need to make sure that 144,000 people are, will survive. And the way to do it is to build up teams uh, along the borders of Israel, but not only along the borders, there is other threat uh, from the inside, and make sure that in every one of those places, there is a very trained um, kind of team that can react very quickly with weapons. So th that's going to be our next project. And, and Guy is, is leading this up Um, in a lot of ways, he, he showed me a bill um, where they were buying helmets. Um, special com communication. Com special communications abilities, you know, the, the kind of mics that only work when you talk into them, right? That kind of thing. You don't have to press a button. You just have to talk. And no, so what, what happens is these, these little villages and kibbutzes, The one, what he's saying, think about this. The ones that had a little reaction team like that, that reacted, you know, this is something you don't hear on the news. They defended and successfully defended those villages. Yeah. Okay. Because they reacted, they were ready. But a lot, it, Israel was such a, in a, such a state of safety, really, you know, that a lot of those kibbutzes in those little villages, they had nothing like that. They were completely overrun. So Aliyah is now funding what they're funding. I just saw a huge bill. He showed me a bill for 13 helmets, right? A lot of these, these are little reaction teams for each kibbutz or village, right? That if something like that happened again, because look, the Israeli, this is, this is a, how many people are in Israel? Around 10 million people. Yeah, they they let me put, let me put it this way, with with fifty thousand Hezbollah troops in Lebanon and Syria, seven thousand of them on the border. All right, it's much much different. Plus, you've got Yemen, you've got Iraq, you've got Syria. They can't be everywhere at once. You've got the West Bank, so the, the they have to the, the the next move is to have these little villages trained these little special reaction teams, right? That if something like that were to happen, they could repel something like that if it's in a place where the army doesn't have someone necessarily. And so that's, Aliyah is supporting that, correct? Yeah, we know that we cannot uh, support everyone. Yes. But I think that everyone needs to give his own small share and we'll try to support 20, maybe 30 of those teams and provide anything they need. We also in touch with the police, and the police will provide a weapon and training, and will support with equipment. And hopefully that's going to make a big difference. Second of all, there is also a psychological effect on the other side, because if the other side know that there is a very trained, um, armed team, they'll think not twice, but ten times, before doing anything like that. What the Hamas understood out of their intelligence before the attack that uh, we're sitting loose 
And w- w- they convinced, like the villagers and, and the armies convinced that we won't have any attack. So the Hamas knew that they won't have any big resistance. But if they would know in advance that we, they'll have resistance and someone's going to fight them back, they wouldn't conduct this attack. And you can, you know, I loved what you said last night when you said God commanded them to guard those walls. Yeah. But, but, but I tell you what, I was just down in one of these villages, right, where a village where you could see the wall. We went to the wall that surrounded Gaza, and I looked at this wall, and I just thought, no one's coming through that wall ever. A matter of fact, where I was, there were two walls. There was a wall and yeah, then and another wall. wall. They had unmanned towers with machine guns, female soldiers, 700 meters back, looking at computers. So they, these are the technology is so amazing that the soldiers are not even up there in the towers on the walls. They, they're wherever the, the technology was, wherever they look, the gun moves. Okay. Someone comes close. Okay. <laughs> and you looked at all this. Right. And I just thought they will never be attacked through these walls. I remember thinking that. And I think they felt the same way. These are the right now. I would say that Gaza wall was probably the most amazing wall at this present time. Yeah. Right. In the world, in the world. And you saw why the wall was there. I think we saw those walls have been criticized. Right. Think about that. And they they breached that wall in a matter of 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 really seconds seconds. They were through the wall. They're through the wall. And you know, we Amir Safadi report we told you, he said it threw the few Israeli soldiers that were there, it threw them off because when the the civilians saw inside Gaza, saw that the wall was breached, civilians started pouring through the wall. And Amir Safadi reported many of those civilians committed the murder and the rapes, Palestinian civilians. But these Israeli soldiers are like, they they don't have a weapon, right? A lot of these civilians that are pouring through the wall with, with, this is just one spot, right? You know, they came over in in gliders, right? They came over from the water, all right. From everywhere. Yes. And so, but they're in spots when the Palestinians saw, look, the walls, the walls are down. A lot of the atrocities were committed by those very Palestinians, correct? You're right. Yes. But, yes. but today we, we know that uh, it's it's true what the Sarfati described. It was mainly the helicopters pilots because helicopters came over and they saw tons of people. They had no clue who to shoot and how to stop them. But uh, soldiers on ground... In this stage, when the civilians came in, were or were not alive anymore, or ran out of ammunition, because no one except, expected to have such uh, three waves. The first wave was like uh, the Hamas special forces. Second wave was regular Hamas soldiers, and the third wave was those civilians that came in to steal, to burn, to rape, to to kill, and you know what? They did it in such a big joy. And when when we fight in back, when we shoot back, we're trying to make sh- sure that we, we won't kill any civilian. 
Um, we, we don't want to kill no one. We're not in this world to kill and destroy. We, we're here to bring joy to the world. But they came with, with such a joyful heart to kill and to burn people alive. It's unreal. This is the Palestinian civilians yep. that the world is crying about right now. Okay. There is no civilians over yes, there. I'm sorry yes. to you. Maybe there, there yes. are civilians. But, but, but if you watch the news, right. That's yep. um, what happened is um, in 2006, 2007, when the Hamas took over, um, they also took over the educational system in, in Gaza. And, and since then till today, Gaza population doubled their number, which means that over 1 million people were educated under the agenda that what God expecting you to do is to kill the Jews and to destroy Israel. So you tell me, if a person is under um, the, the impression that his only task, only job in life is to destroy the Jews and destroy Israel and kill the Jews, not even exile them, just kill them, and that's his mind. I'm not, I'm not saying that physically they, they're doing it, but in, in their mind. That, that's a civilian, someone that's waking up every morning and praying for my destruction. That's a civilian. Oh, those people, like in their spirit, they're terrorists. And no one will convince me that there is any civilians over there. No, because they're, since 2006, they have been, 2007, Dr. that's 16 years. So you take a five-year-old... At that time, yep. when the Palestinians got all of Gaza because of George Bush, all right, pushed the Israelis out, they got all of Gaza. They started Hamas started educating them, all right. Sixteen years ago, kill the Jew, the kill the Jew, the Jew wants to kill you. You kill the Jew first. You will be rewarded in heaven if you kill the Jew, and and. And so that, and remember, you've got to check out his, if you're still not convinced, if, you, if you're one of those conservative Christians that goes to a church that's afraid to say anything about this, we know who you are. And those pastors have to do what God tells them to do, right? All right, that they're going to answer to God for that. If you're one of them people, you, you know, you, you have to understand that that these people are are educated. Can you imagine if a five-year-old child is told for 16 years on television, schooling, television Summer programs, camps. Ca- summer camps, cartoons, kill the Jew, kill the Jew, kill the Jew, right? That maybe that's what we should title this. Kill the Jew. Kill the Jew. <laughs> maybe it'll get his views, right? Right? Maybe it'll, maybe it'll, uh, it'll get into the algorithms, right? Um, because we know what YouTube supports, right? We know who they support. And so, you know, it just, it's just amazing that, 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 that pe- see, people don't know this. They, they think these people, these citizens, you've got the Israelis saying, there are no citizens at this point. And, and really, if you look at it, you don't understand the news Anyone left in Gaza, right, is not a citizen. They're probably not a citizen. Every building was fortified with Hamas soldiers, Hamas military equipment. See, they don't tell you that, that they had to fight 
through every building. single building. It was a fortress, a fortress. All right. But, but I loved what guy said that he, last night, you have to view the message on the living word website. He had videos of Hamas saying the Israelis love life. Okay. But we live to be martyrs. We live to die. We live to die. And we live to kill Jews and die. But the Israelis love life. It says it right there. They, he, had, he had Hamas leader after leader after leader after leader stating what they want. But the world is taking the Hamas figures, you know, of all the deaths. Yep. You know, that's, that's what they show on BBC. Is the Hamas, what Hamas is reporting, how many people have died there? Right, just astronomically uh, uh, wrong numbers, but that's that's the official figure. And you know what's funny? You know, um, they kind of given a number of over twenty thousand people that lost their lives. Yes, all civilians. Yes, like yes, not even one terrorist died over there. It's yes, it's yes. all civilians. Yes, um, but um, as far as Israel, the fact that the guys is, is possessed. Because that, that's what we think. Those people are possessed with, with uh, demonic kind of uh, satanic uh, uh, spirits. It doesn't mean that they deserve to die. That This is our view. Really? We're not targeting kids. We're trying not to target women and children. Um, we don't think that like they deserve to die. The, the fact that someone hate me doesn't mean that I hate him. Um, but believe it or not, Israelis praying. For them to, to find God. Israelis praying with everything they did to us. We're still thinking that everyone created in the in the image of God. And we, we do want them to, to find God and to find the truth. But if any one of them lift his sword against us, he'll die. If if a guy thinks that his kids will defend him from dying after launching a rockets, you need to think twice. Because if someone shoots at me, that's it. We're not playing around anymore. We're shooting back. Yes, and, and you can't tell me that a man that could could t- have another man or woman tied up in front of him, in front of a camera, and just saw somebody's head off. Tell me they're not possessed. This is This is what they do, right? Tell me they're not possessed. They're absolutely demonically possessed okay and and you know i just the 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 presentation that he gave was astounding because it says it how it is see you don't see any of this on the news none of this is on on our crooked woke local and national news they just skirt it they just skirt it and in some way um Actually, I'll take you back to the 1930s when Hitler came to power. And Hitler said to the world exactly what his plans are. I'm going to take over the world. I'll destroy the Jews. And other people said, make him write books. It's only words. And yours? Oh, you mean Mein Kampf, the book he wrote. But but not only with Mein Kampf. In every speech that Hitler gave, and the world said, no, come on, the guy's mad, let him speak. Let let him express himself, freedom of speech and stuff. You you guys, the Hamas, and I showed it yesterday, 
and not only the Hamas, the radical Muslims, telling the world, Iran as well, telling the world exactly what they're going to do to us, but not, not only that. They're telling us how they're going to do it to us and what's going to be the outcome. And we're saying, no, let them speak. They're nice people. You guys, bad people telling you what they're going to do to you. If, if you don't want to understand that, that's your problem, but you're going to pay every price. They did it to us. They have must told us exactly how and why they're going to do it. And you know what? We were the ones that, that didn't want to see. Because for months before the attack, those Hamas um, militants, they're training. They built uh, places that look like kibbutzim. In front of the border fence, they didn't hide it. And we're looking from our cameras with binoculars, and they see them training on buildings. They're training how they break in through the wall. They explode in the concrete. They're doing everything. And we're sitting out there and watching, and I'll let them play. And they're telling us, you bunch of idiots, we're coming to kill you. So they and were training on the wall how they were going to get through the wall. Yeah, they the built Israelis a, were watching. They built a model. Yeah. They built a model. And we're watching. And we, we you know, with Israel saying, no, come on. Let them uh, express themselves. You know what? You hate me so much. Let me compensate you. Take more working permits. Take more money. And those guys saying to us, wake up. We're coming to kill you. And Israel saying, no, you guys are mad. Let's settle in down. Let's speak and talk. When people telling you what they're going to do to you, you better listen. And God is there shouting, you guys listen. And we didn't listen. And we paid at every price because maybe this is our pride. Maybe we were too blind. Maybe we were away from God. But God told us, you stand on the wall. Guard your country. People hate you. Even before Tells the state. Tell them to stand on the wall. Isaiah. Even before the state of Israel, when there is no Palestine in Israel and there is no conflict, in 1921, there is a massacre of Jews in Palestine. In 1929, there is a massacre of Jews. Between 1936 and 1939, there is an uprising in Palestine against the Jews. So don't tell me that that's Israel oppressing them. Those people going after the Jews way before oh, the state of Israel. That's a great point. This is before Israel became a nation in 1948. Okay. And you know what, Pastor? The leader of the Palestinians, Sheikh Amin al-Husseini, this guy in the early 30s, fly over to, or take a boat, I'm not sure, over to Berlin to meet with Hitler. And he says to him, I'm your soldier. Let me help you kill the Jews. So don't tell me fairy tales about peace and let's live together. Those people are there, and not all of them, I have to say not all of them, but in mind, the majority have one goal, and that's the destruction of the state of Israel and Judaism, and, and you know what? And America. And, and America as well. And you can see on his, if you go back to the message, they're talking about America too. They're just not, I'm, I'm talking, this is a one guy, all right, that he showed these clips. It was amazing. It was amazing what we what we saw. Uh, absolutely, but it's, it's when you're talking about Israel and America and how, how their plan is to destroy us, it, it just shows you that it's, it's not a war between Israel and Palestine or America and, and another country. It, it's, it's, a, it's a holy war between the soldiers of God and the soldier of Satan. And Satan comes with those candies and with those lies 
and, and gaining more and more soldiers. And those possessed people demonstrating in the streets of America against Israel, they're not demonstrating against Israel. They're demonstrating against every value that the United States was built on. Simply no. as that. And that's yes. what they don't and, understand. And we, we, you know, Guy had a great point yesterday because I've heard statements uh, from Hamas and Hezbollah that said, one statement specifically said, oh, we, we, we got the Saturday worshipers. Now we're coming for the Sunday worshipers. And I said, Guy, I think, I think they're planning something here, you know, with the open borders and all the people that, that have been seen coming through the borders. We know they're, 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 they're sending their, they're trained terrorists through the Southern borders. But Guy had a point. He said, just, just, I'm just giving you, trying to give you all points of view. We, we can agree to disagree. I think they're coming. I think there's a similar type of attack, maybe wider spread, um, you know, just to put fear in the hearts of America. Guy says no, at least not not soon. Because and to, can you remember we talked about yep, that? Yep. Tell me why you think it's not happening soon here. Just just I just want you to have all points of view. I think that uh, they're trying to put the American people asleep. In some way, they they're coming with with smiles. And we're here to build America together. We want to settle over here. But since um, 9-11, um, I think that uh, those forces um, understood that there is no way for them to defeat America with swords and guns. You guys are too powerful for that. And, and you're going to chase anyone that w- will attack you. So those people came with another way. We're going to break America slowly from the inside. We're going to tear apart the American society. We're going to go and support, financially support, the leading academic schools in the world like Harvard and Yale and Stanford. We're going to pour money over there and we'll design the curriculum. And we're going to influence the future leader generation or, or leaders out of the future generations of America and we're going to use those people. So their plan is to tear apart the American society from the inside and see what happens in your country in the past 15 years. You see, God doesn't like divisions. When there is divisions, the enemy comes in and widen the gaps even more and making you hate your neighbor and your neighbor hate you without no reason. And that's what those people are trying to do. And They when- want us to fight each other. They want us to implode. And it happens. Yeah, it, and it's slowly. But here's the thing. Here's what Elsie said. They're holding back on us from something, from doing something like they did over there in Gaza because Iran is, is, is rushing to get that nuclear weapon. Yep. So if that type of attack were sprung over here, all right, then they risk... Um, like what we did in Afghanistan, what we did in Iraq, us going right in there. Right in, if, if it was traced back to Iran, which a lot of this stuff is, you know, Iran's even to the point, even though they're different Muslims, they fund Hamas. We know that they fund Hamas. Absolutely. And, and, so, and so the main thing is, is because of that, that, that nuclear weapon that Iran is rushing to have complete. So why? They can shoot it at the Jews. All right. 
Um, and so they don't, they're, if, if there's something coming here, they want that nuclear weapon. If, there, if there's something that's planned for America, sleeper cells, whatever, they want that nuclear weapon built first. All right. So that so that America isn't involved in taking it out. All right. Because they can't deal with an America and Israel together. You know, it would be over very quickly. Right. They can't deal with that right now. I do think I think just from the comments, they tell you what they're going to do. They've said we got the Saturdays worshipers. Now we're going we're going we're going to get the Sundays. And, And is that is that a. Are they going to hit the churches? And I'm just saying, be vigilant. And you know what else can stop it? Prayer. Prayer. And that's one of the reasons that every Saturday night at Living Word, at the end of the service, we pray. The congregation prays for the nation. And we've done quite a bit of it for Israel. But now we, after all three weekend services, we spend, you've got some churches, they're famous for their seven-minute party between services, we have seven minutes of prayer at the end of our service for the nation. Nothing on those 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 churches that have the seven minute party. That's great. For their community and everything. Their their community. That's a big word over here for churches, guy. The community is very important. Okay. If if community is very important, <laughs> I, I wouldn't push the the, the decision. Like um, you know, the the Western lifestyle made us um, maybe that's the habit to push problems away and to hide it under the carpet people thinking that uh, if they won't confront Iran right now and, and you'll be nice to them and uh, the problem going to go away but no it, it's going to increase it's going to be even more than that I'm not sure if you remember pastor but w- we were talking like two months ago like two or three weeks into the war and you ask me if I think that the Hezbollah will attack Israel. And I answered, no, I don't think so. Maybe it's going to be very local. He's talking about in the north. This in the is north. mostly in the north. Okay, northern, this, Gaza is south, all right? Northern part of yes. Israel. And I replied, no, I, I don't think so, although there is a daily um, kind of incidence on the border. But Hezbollah, it's a proxy of Iran. And they need the Hezbollah to threat Israel and to use them in case of uh, an attack over Iran. And the reason why the Hezbollah doesn't do nothing right now, because they can. Hezbollah is 10 times more powerful than Hamas. They, they have abilities to, to hit every building in Israel. They, they, according to our numbers, they have in almost 300,000 rockets, um, which we can take out very quickly, by the way, because uh, we, if, if we'll have a war with Hezbollah, we're not going to be so nice like we're nice with the Hamas. But the point is that the Iranians are racing right now to build and complete their nuclear um, program. And that's something that they cannot jeopardize. And therefore, um, they're trying to avoid any direct conflict with anyone right now. And that's why they're using those small proxies everywhere. But if we'll keep um, project weakness... And this is the end of uh, your community uh, that people are trying to build so hard. It's just not going to work. Yeah, these churches that are so, uh, I guess Living Word is more like every church has a call. And the most important thing that has to go forth from a church 
is the word. Correct. Okay. That that's I know we've got our praise and worship and yes and and you've got all your little cell groups and but in in, in the end, the only thing that's gonna get you through is your relationship with the Lord. And the a person is not gonna renew your mind. This is the only thing and your obedience that, that's gonna renew your mind. Well, through the renewing of your mind, the obedience comes, yep. right? And so um, our, I guess our prime at this church is, 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 is the delivery of that. That has um, the, that is the thing, right? Not, not that we don't have community, you know, not that we don't have the alpha groups and the cell groups and um, we, I'm, we're not as good at, as, as some of these, I call them community genius pastors, right? I mean, um, we're not as good at it, but you're, you're going to get this. This is what we believe in. This is what has to go forward. This is, this is how you're going to grow. Okay. All right. I think that everything that happens right now projects through the Bible. Um, I think that everything begins, all of the problems beginning with Isaac, because Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. And Jacob was the one that took the blessings in the end. And Esau took only one blessing, and his blessing was to um, kind of, and you should live on your sword. And they live in, the, in their sword. But um, when I think that that's my interpretation, when Esau lost everything, who came to his help and promised him kingdoms. I believe that that's the devil. The devil said to him, "Come, it's not in the Bible. That's my interpretation. I'm going to help you get rid of this, Jacob. You follow me. And since then, Issa doing their best, the Edomites, to destroy Israel. And every prophecy regarding the land of Israel always got secluding the Edomites. In Ezekiel 36 and in Obadiah, and, and that you read to me yesterday. Yes. And, and it's always around Easter. You know, I, I was sharing with you also, Pastor, even Herod the Great, going after the babies in Bethlehem, going after Jesus, Herod lineage. Palestinian. It comes from the Edomites. Yeah, Guy is a believer. We've given you all the... I haven't taken the uh, Philistine point of view, and neither does Guy. They're not Philistines, okay? But I've told you the different points of view. The Palestinians are people groups. Be you know, you've got the point of view. The Palestinians are people groups from Jordan, and, and they're Arabs from all these different areas that kind of came into the region once Israel started to prosper. Guy is a believer. The Palestinians are the Edomites. And remember, we, we, gave, you that, we gave you that point of view. We read you. The book of Obadiah is about Esau the Edomites, and the destruction of them as a people. God, it, the whole book of Obadiah, God said, I am going to show you how the Palestinians are going to go out, right? In the end, every one of them, every one of them. Oh, sorry, I know I interrupted you. No, no, everyone but, that goes against Israel. Yes, yes, there's Palestinian Christians and I, maybe we can get to them in Bethlehem. Huge persecution. The Palestinians and Christian, Christians in Bethlehem uh, by Hamas. You're right. Huge persecution. Because Bethlehem, in essence, would you say it's Hamas controlled? Um, officially not. 
Yeah. But under the surface, absolutely. Okay. All right. And I know I've just, I've, I've thrown a bunch of stuff out there. So go ahead and comment on whatever you like to comment. No, no, no even in Ezekiel 36, uh, when yes. God uh, speaks to the mountains of Israel, yeah. uh, God says over there, um, for, like speaks about um, the Edomites, they took my land and gave it to themselves. And that's that, that's the narrative, you know, that's our land. That's See. what they're, they're saying. This is our land. And God says, no, I'm going to show my, my fury uh, against them because they shamed my name and they shamed the land and, and stuff. So it, it's all over there in, in, in Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36. And, oh, you've heard a lot from us on what chapters? Ezekiel 38 and 39, right? Isn't that interesting that he's talking about Edom right before Ezekiel 38? which is coming either, I believe, right before the rapture or right after the rapture. We'll just have to see. Um, it's, to, to my opinion, it's before the rapture because yes. it speaks about, in, in the end of this chapter, it's describing how the nation of Israel coming back to the land, to the forsaken cities, and, and to build up the place. And, and suddenly, like, you know, agriculture and everything that, that we did. So it's all over here. And, and God says in specific what's going to happen, and, and that happens. But, but, but again, our weakness, um, the nation of Israel always do halfway. If Israel in 1948 would go all the way behind God and his word, we wouldn't have any problems today and they wouldn't have any problems today. Um, but but uh, Pastor, it's really important for me to send a message. You guys do me a favor. As much as you're praying to, for Israel, yes, pray for Israel. The Palestinians, for what? For them to see the light and see the truth. It's not late for them, or it's not too late for them to, to change sides. Like if the, the door to the kingdom of God, to the presence of God is, is open to everyone. They just need to see the light and come over. They don't need to, to pay every price. They, they can admit, they, they can change sides. And whoever doesn't do it will end the way Abadiah describes it. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is right before you get into Ezekiel 38 war. And this is where it has been. And they shall say, this land was desolate, has become like, has now, since the Jews are back, it's like the Garden of Eden. Yep. And if you go to Israel, you see literally it's like the Garden of Eden. And that's exactly what the chapter says. Yes, but Mark Twain was there in, in, the, in the 1890s. And said it was no one's living here. This is the how you could never grow anything here. This is an awful place, right? But suddenly the Jews start coming back, turns into a land of Eden, and he says, and the waste and desolate and ruined cities are fortified now, inhabited. The nations that are left round about you shall know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt those ruined places, replanted that which was desolate. And the Lord, I have spoken it. I will do it. Thus says the Lord. For this also, I will let the house of Israel inquire of me to do it for them. I will increase their men like a flock to 10 million. Now it's 10 million. 10 million people over there. From 600,000 people. And that little space. Okay, this is the last few verses of Ezekiel 36. Like the flock of holy things for sacrifice, like the flock of Jerusalem and her solemn appointed feasts, so shall the waste cities be filled with flocks of men. What's that talking about? Jews. And they shall know, understand, and realize, I am the Lord, the ruler who calls forth loyalty and obedient service. That's what God is talking about. 
This is right before Ezekiel 38. This is the state of Israel, right? If you were to go and see for yourself, you're not going to see oppression, all right? You're not going to see, well, why did they build the walls? Do you see why they had the walls? <laughs> I think we just saw why they had the walls, yep. those, those amazing walls around Gaza. They know why they had to build the walls, right? But they didn't man the walls. And, and do, do you catch what he's saying? They practiced blowing up the walls right in front of, right out in the open. They yep. practiced what they were going to do. And the Jews, the Jews still let thought, them play games. Yeah, they're playing games. They're playing mind games, right? They're, yeah. What are what are they doing over there, right? Yeah. And also, they, when when we pulled out of Gaza, which was a terrible mistake, but but never mind. Because of George Bush, and in my opinion, but Condoleezza Rice and George Bush, you know yes. the pressure. Let, let yes. them um, they participate in the elections. Uh, that's what he said to us about Hamas. But in our vision. Gaza could turn into Singapore. You know, we left industries behind for their for their benefits, but the Hamas came over and destroyed everything. Now, can you explain to me something in math, Pastor? If Hamas gets every year billions of dollars from the world, how come every single Palestinian is not a millionaire? Where does the money go through? Why those people are starving to to bread and, and water, thirst for water? Where is the money? And the money goes under the surface to the fortify, to the tunnels, and no one can eat concrete. So, and, and then people ask in Israel, wait, but there is a blockade. That's why they're, they're behaving like that. No, there is a blockade because those people smuggling everything into Gaza and they producing everything. And they building like fortification to attack us, not for the benefits of their people. They don't care about those people. And the guy said it yesterday very clearly in the video. As far as that, all Palestinians can die. Hamas. We don't care. And Hamas is supposed to be taking care of the Palestinians. They they're governing the Palestinians, and it is billions of dollars uh, yearly. They, they yearly. get a lot of money from from the U.S. from Joe Biden. Okay. From Joe Biden. And, and and so they get all this. If they get billions of dollars under the guise of taking care. Or two million people. Of, of the Palestinians. Two million Palestinians down there in, in Gaza. It's exactly what he said. They should all be millionaires down there. But they're in poverty. They're in poverty. No, they built an, a 300 miles worth of tunnels and, and created an underground military fortress that, that, that Israel had to foot by foot. Take from them. Take from them. That's what's going on there. That That's, I, I just, there's so many directions. Where do you feel? I, you can talk about anything you want. If, if we want to keep expounding. Did I interrupt the Esau, Edomite? Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a godly war, as we said before. Um, Esau is still under the impression that, that he deserved to be the firstborn and take the blessings. Uh, but the God the plan w- was different for, uh, even before the birth of, of Isai and Jacob. Um, Rebecca already was told that, that Jacob will be the one with the blessings. And, and, and she did everything in her power to do so. Actually, she, she, she had such a big faith, Rebecca, um, wh- where she went against her husband and pushed her son Jacob to get the blessing. Although she, she already knew that she won't see her son anymore. You know, he left, she died. 
uh, for yes. 22 years. Uh, but but this were, were a, a task in life to make sure that Jacob will take the blessing. And this was the godly plan. The fact that Jacob wasn't the, the first one just teaching us that uh, there is no free gifts in, in life. A person needs to work to gain the godly bless. It doesn't come without a price. And same now, like um, people need to work for that and they need to understand the, the godly plan. And the problem is that they're so confused. People are so confused in America because uh, they don't get the right information. And when, when you're so confused, you know, the name of your church is the Living Word. And I'm guessing that there is other Living Word churches in America. There is. That's why I announce us as the original. You, you guys are but the original. We, we are. We are the first, but right? If I so. may give them a good advice, if you guys going against God, if you guys going against this book, change your name from Living Word to the Death Word because it's not going to help you guys. It's not going to help you. It's this book or nothing. Listen, he's talking about Esau, the Edomites, who um, a lot of people believe they are the Palestinians. Listen, listen. If if Esau, people argue it should have been Esau, not Jacob, then why is there a whole book, Obadiah, written to the destruction of Esau's descendants from God, a prophecy? And we know it hasn't happened yet, right? Because they will be completely and utterly destroyed. Isn't that wild to think... How, how is that going to happen? Is that going to be Ezekiel 38? What is that going to be? Is that going to be one of the proxy wars before that? I, I don't know. I think if I was Israel, if, if it did break out into a proxy, every they threw all the proxies, right? The Houthis. Th- that's what they have All the hoped. people in Syria, yeah. the Hezbollah, right? And, and I, think, I think at that point, Israel would completely take them out. Absolutely. They would completely take out the... the the Palestinians, which I believe I believe should happen. Listen to me. But the North, and we've told you about this, the North, there are seven, I, 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 I got, I've given you the figures on this, all the figures, all the militia groups. There are 7,000 Hamas troops just on the border in Lebanon, all right? Real trained people. These aren't, these aren't just guys running around in, in turbans. These are trained people troops guy said uh did you say three hundred thousand rockets that's the number if you count all the mortars mortars now can can be equipped to travel 40 miles a more a mortar right if it's if it's i'm just saying if you count everything and and, and this the situation up north is i'll just say this is way more dangerous and i know gaza was bad let me just tell you this hezbollah has these these troops, they are. If they did the same thing they did in Gaza, they've got trained death squads for this. They've what, what do they call them? Do you know the name for them? There's a name for these Hezbollah death squads in the north. I think that it's Nusbo. They're the first ones over the wall, right? And and they're ready to die. And they're there. What are they going to do? They're going to rape. They're going to murder. They're going to torture. They're going to put little children in the oven. They're going to do all the things that we saw Hamas do. This thing, obviously, according to the Bible, is not over, right? But we like like guy says last night. We know the end. We know the end, right? And you were made. You are here for such a time as this, i.e., Esther, right? 
You're made for such a time as this. There's no reason to fear, right? But but it's great. Have your community, but you have to make sure that your relationship with the Lord is very, very strong. Very, very strong. And so... I think that we need to ask a question. Yes. So if, if there there is so many bad people all around us that have in one thing on mind, and that's to kill us and to torture us and, and, and to destroy... How come the nation of Israel won't pick up their bags and move over here to America? And the answer is because we're stronger than them. And with all of their plans, that's it. We're not playing games anymore. We won't allow it to happen again. Simply as that. You know, when the Hamas launched the attack, they were hoping to gain two things. One, to have all of those proxies join them, which it didn't happen because those people know that there is God in Israel. They're not stupid. They knew exactly what's going to happen to them. And according to the Israeli army, they used only 20% of their, their capacity, their ability in the war in Gaza. You know, it's only 20%. It's nothing. We still have 80% of, of our military ready to fight other troops. So the Hamas failed with this um, kind of um, what they hope to happen. But second of all, they were also hoping to have the public opinion on their side. In their mind, Israel will attack in a week or two weeks, or two weeks, because it happened before. The world will restrain Israel. They'll stop us. And they halfly failed as well, because the world doesn't stop us. And But, but the, you do see those demonstrations supporting the Hamas on the streets. And those people are demonstrating on the streets supporting the Hamas. They don't support the Palestinians. They're supporting terror group. And as far as me, they're the same like them. Yeah, they're ignorant too. They're, they're ignorant. You need to go over there before you, before you, before you run your mouth, you know? Um, so did, did you have, I just want to, you know, um, I know you'll be back, but I mean, I just want to cover everything. We got plenty of time. We, people have written in, they'd rather have them longer. Like this was an argument. Also, if we before we get into if there's a next thing, if you are from another country, right? Because um, we we looked at all the different countries, and honestly, we thought there, there there's like 79 countries um, outside of the United States. But if you are a regular listener or viewer from another country, email us. Email us. Okay, and let us know. Hey, I listen to this every week. Okay, I listen to this every week, and give us give us some comments, right? Like, what would you like? What would you like to hear us talk about? I'm curious what 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 people in other countries, what are they looking for, right? What are they? Maybe we're we're right on on target, right? But um, did you have anything else in in your in your heart or your spirit? You want to talk about because we yeah. could, we're time isn't an issue. Here. I, I have a request. Sure. Um, I think that more than people need to concern about Israel, they need to concern about their own country. Um, partly the attack in Israel took the mind of many Americans from your inner problems over to our problems, um, and it's allowing the enemy to work inside your, your backyard. And I think that uh, people need to write to their representatives 
in the House of, or in the Senate or in, in the Congress and, and be very, very clear. If there is schools or institutes in America that going against our constitution or America, the federal government cannot fund them. They cannot pay them to raise a generation that's going to go against you. But, but, but this federal government, you know, they're scary. And, and I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. This is why I think an attack that happened in Gaza could happen, who knows? It could happen in, they could do it in 15 different places at once. Think about the confusion you could cause. And I'll, let me tell you this. I am not completely sure that this government would do anything. They would wait and let it happen. They wouldn't react, right? Because I, I personally believe they want to they start over in this country. They want to see it fall. Right? The government? Yes, yes. I, I do believe that. And, and you know, let's, let's take, I just, let's think about Minnesota. If this happened in Minnesota, you think our illustrious governor is going to send out the National Guard? If you had neighborhoods taken over by Hamas? No. He's going to wait a week. He let Minneapolis burn for six days and didn't lift a finger. Is that, is that what Israel do? If Jerusalem was burning, would they send out the National Guard? Of course. Yeah. He let it burn. He let them destroy the city. Didn't lift a finger. Okay? You think he sent out the National Guard in that kind of situation? Oh, my gosh, no. I, I think there's 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 deeper, deeper. I think they want to start over. I think they want they want people like us out, Right? And they want to be able to they want to be able to lay down martial law, right? And they would use that martial law to get rid of their enemies. Just my opinion. That's why you need to pray. That's how bad it is here. It's bad. Okay, I think I mean, you know, um, we watch this stuff closely. Why would you have why would you have fourteen thousand people a day coming over the southern border and we know that there are Chinese men? Young, all dressed the same way, wearing the same things. Uh, um, we know there is Hamas coming over the border. We know. Oh, you do? Yes, yes. And it's open. We know there's a sex trade going on in the border. We know there's a deal with the cartels going on in the border, i.e. sex trade. And they just leave them open. Come on in. You think they want our country to do well? No. They know that these other countries are, 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 are taking people out of their prisons. Country, countries like Venezuela, right? Uh, uh, and, and sending them up. Cuba, sending them through the border. Sending their worst criminals through the border. We know that. Your government knows that, right? Your government knows that. And, and you think they're going to react if something happened here? That what... what like what happened over there in Gaza? No, they're not going to react. I think it's what they want. But that's strengthening my my kind of belief that they're trying to destroy America yes. from the inside. Yes, yes, yes. The progressive left is. It is. Maybe one good thing that came out of the Gaza war is that masks were removed out of those faces of those three augurs 
Uh, I said it yesterday, people that won't use plastic uh, all of their life, and, and they're, they're demonstrating again. Tree huggers. Yes, tree huggers. Tree uh, but but uh, when it's not, no plastic allowed. Exactly. But when they're killing Jews, that's okay. Yes. But you that, know? yes. Yeah. You can that, kill a okay. Jew. If you want to destroy America, that's okay. Yes. Go but, ahead. but don't use plastic. Yeah. But don't use plastic while you're doing it. Yep. <laughs> don't, and, and don't throw it in the lake. Yeah. Right. Put it in the blue can. Right. And so I, this has been an, an honor. Um, Guy Leibovitz, um, remember, check out his their link if you'd like to give to the Aaliyah Foundation. You basically, you're giving, um, you're giving to. We explained what they're doing with those little village. Uh, um, I call it, like to call them reaction team, almost like a little militia that's trained. Because look, the the villages that had those little teams, they did not get taken, right? But the villages that did not have those teams did get taken, right, and were terrorized. And so that's what's going on with that. Also, you know, Aaliyah will always react for the Jewish people immediately. That's He was FaceTiming me driving around in a van, right? And, and you know, showing, you know that's, all, that's what he was doing day two, right down in, in those areas that were attacked, handing out food. Handing out food, his he had a van full full of full of food. Oh, you know, yeah. and so you were FaceTiming us. So, um, you know that that your money. There's nothing funny about this. No, nobody's taking a hundred twenty five thousand dollar year salary and compensating themselves with the money that you give to the Aaliyah Foundation. Okay, do you get what I'm saying? It's a nonprofit organization. And I hope I'm okay to say that, right? We we, we kind of said that earlier. It's not going to operational costs. No, the money that goes to Israel doesn't yes. go to operational costs. Yes. So, listen. Um, thank you so much uh, for tuning in to the final hour podcast. Wait, wait, Pastor. I need to say something before yes. the end. Yes. Um, it, it's it's a request from yes. your church and people that listen yeah. to us. Please pray for Pastor Jim as well, ah. and I'll tell you why. Um, very few people standing boldly um, to the side of the nation of Israel. And when you're exposing yourself and you're saying, I'm supporting them, you're exposing yourself to attacks of the enemy and other people. But the Jewish nation for, for thousands of years had no one to stand to our right. Very few people stood on the right of the Jews and they paid Every price, private price, and you're there in front of the camp. So I want to thank you, Pastor Jim Hammond, um, for, for what you do to the Jewish nation and to the people of Israel. It's not obvious. And I know that by doing so, you're exposing yourself, your, your own body, to a constant attacks against you. So I would like to ask your crowd, you guys, pray for Pastor Jim. May God give you the wisdom, and the health uh, to keep doing what you do. And thank you so much. Like the, the nation of Israel will never forget your name. And I will gladly receive your prayers. And while you're praying for that, pray that I start eating clean food sometime in the next few days. <laughs> Not to, to lighten, lighten the load but, or lighten the situation. But um, I, this is how I w- was brought up. I was This was instilled in me. This came from... Um, my parents, um, this is just in me, 
you know, I, I don't, I, there's no other way to explain it. I, I, I feel like I know it. I've been there. Um, I think maybe if you um, add up all the, the days that I've been over there. Um, it's more than me. It's in Israel. It's, it's hundreds of days, right. That I've walked that land that I've, I've, I've been, I was in Gaza. I, I saw the beautiful greenhouses, miles of agriculture that the Jews handed over to the Palestinians. The Jews are looking at it like, well, they're going to have themselves like a $150 million a year industry. You know, that's what the Jews left them intact. And they burned it to the ground. And you're talking to me about Israeli oppression. Go jump in the lake. Oh, that's an old school. It's an old school saying, go jump in the lake. Right. Go jump in the lake. So anyways, um, thank you so much for tuning in to the Final Hour Podcast. Please remember to subscribe. It helps us if you subscribe, if you're a regular listener. Remember, on the Final Hour Podcast website, www.thefinalhourpodcast.com. All one word. If you are from another country and you are a regular listener, please email in. And let us know. Let us know your thoughts and what you would like to hear us talk about. God bless you. And the others will be back next week.